What is the best gift to give a realtor partner to get referrals? In this episode, I'm going to talk all about the tactical use of gifts. Uh, the right type of gift can reduce the number of clients who shop around, that shop you around. They can reduce the chances of a client leaving you midway through the process and even reduce the number of appraisals you pay for. I know it's a tall task, but I hope to show you that if you use gifting tactically, it can make a massive, massive difference. This is uh, the 10-Minute Tactical Podcast. I'm Scott Beckford, your host, and every Friday we produce this, and the idea is to give you something useful that you can apply immediately in your business. We hope you enjoy. Um, at the end of this episode, I'm actually going to share with you the uh, my top realtor and the gift that I got them that he had said to me was the best gift he'd ever received in 20 plus years in the business. And uh, before we jump into this episode, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy for borrowers to use and it's got cool features like smart docs. It knows what documents the client needs. It's got Smart submission notes pulls key data from the, the application to send to the lender, and it's connected to the lender spotlight. Uh, and anybody that I have introduced to, lend, to Lendesk or to Finmo, they absolutely love it. Check them out at lendesk.com slash Finmo, and let's jump into it. All right, so I'm going to tell you a quick story about a the, how this whole conversation started. So I saw a post in a Facebook group where someone had asked the question, Hey, I'm looking for ideas for annual gift to give my realtor. What do you think is the best gift? Now, I think that the, there's a couple of things they're probably thinking here. Uh, they don't want to waste money on things that no one's good, that's not going to move the needle, right? Or they want to create a wow. They wanted to hopefully simplify the process uh, in order to come up with like a generic gift that they could give to their realtor partners, or they were just looking for inspiration. I'm not sure exactly, but here's the thing. Saying what's the best gift to give my realtor is like saying what's the best gift to give my teacher to give your kid's teacher for your school or your mother-in-law. The problem is, is that everybody's different and what one person will appreciate, another one will not care about at all. And so there isn't a single gift that you are going to give that's going to wow everybody in every situation. And so the first thing you have to understand is that there's a framework that I learned from this book called Giftology. And I'm, I'm going to share it with you. There's kind of three parts to this. Uh, and the um, in, I'll tell you a quick story about this first, and then I'll t share the framework with you. So in episode 207, I talked to a guy named Petrus Engelbrecht, who was a brand new real estate agent, and he was he worked for uh, Sotheby's, and he was at a, he was actually, before he even had his license approved, he was sitting there at a training that a guy by the name of Scott Stratton had done. And Scott Stratton is uh, got a podcast called The Gun Podcast, written a bunch of books, you know, speaker, all that stuff. And he was talking about the importance of creating, you know, moments of wow and, and client experience. And he was talking about how he had a really bad experience with a realtor. And so, and Pet Petrus is like, well, that seems wrong. Somebody should do a better job of that. In any case, he starts to follow Scott and gets, gets to know him a little bit. And he's listening to one of his podcasts and Scott had moved from Vegas to uh, Oakville, Ontario. And he was lamenting on one of his podcasts, his favorite donuts from this donut shop that he can't get anymore because he's no longer in Vegas. So Petrus had a friend going down there and said, hey, when you go down, can on your way back, can you grab some donuts from this place? I want to give them to a friend. So he, uh, this friend goes down to Vegas, comes back, he brings Petrus the donuts. Petrus brings the donuts to him and says, Hey, get, here's some donuts. I heard, I saw it on your podcast. You love it. And immediately he was blown away. He just, he didn't ask for any business. He just said, Hey, I got this for you. I saw it. And the guy was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And a relationship ensued from that. And from that relationship, uh, Petrus landed him as a client. And then of course, more referrals from Scott. Scott's a very well connected person, all because he used this framework from the giftology book that 
absolutely blew Scott's mind. And so there wasn't one gift. It wasn't like you could say, I'm going to send you a mug with a logo on it or something, right? It was specific. So the three things that you need to think about when giving gifts are you need to personalize them. So it needs to be, you know, something that they care about. They need to be unexpected and they need to be timely. And so with this, with this whole story with Scott Stratton, it was personalized. It was his donuts. It was, he wasn't expecting it and it was timely. And it, what turned, what happened is, is that Scott was, hadn't bought a place in Oakville yet. And he started working with Petrus. And here's the deal. Petrus was brand spanking new. Like Scott had no idea. So like he literally elevated himself above all the other realtors that have the billboards and their pictures on the park bench and run the ads on the Facebook and on the Zillow, all because he created a, a, a moment of wow by creating a very specific gift, making it personalized, unexpected and timely. And he stood out. And if you listen to that episode, I did two episodes with Petrus. His business, like I think in his third year in real estate, he did something like 25 or 30 million in sales of like real estate. And the guy is crushing because he understands human psychology. And he understands that, hey, if I build great relationships with people that are connected, I can build a great business. And so this is an example of why I say there isn't one gift that's going to rule them all. Like you're not going to have one gift that everybody's going to love all the time. Right. And so there's, there's a couple of other principles that kind of underline this. I'm going to share with you some specific tactics. I said, this is a tactical podcast. So I want to talk about the social science. So there's the, first off, I talked about the example of, uh, you know, Scott Stratton and Petrus. Uh, let's talk about the social science. So there's something called reciprocity and in, in the fantastic book by Robert Cheldine, he talks about uh, how people, when they, how you, it's not just giving something to someone, it's the timing and how you do it. So there was a study done on, um, servers and the servers basically if when they gave you the bill they gave you one mint when they gave you the bill your tips increased by three percent and so that's a you know okay that's a small amount but now if they gave two mints so they said okay i'm gonna put two mints down and then so i'm, I'm giving more than the number of people sitting at the table so pay attention to this next time you're at a restaurant and they give you the little chocolates they give them more than the people at the table then and then they give the bill tips increased by 14 percent. but they made one slight adjustment and they're able to get the tip increases by 30, 20 to 23%, which is a massive jump over like when you think about no mints versus the way that this was done. So what they do is you give one mint, you turn to walk away and you come back and said, for you nice people, here's another mint. That little moment, it was timely, it was unexpected and it was personalized, pushes the tips up 23%. So as mortgage brokers, we have a process that starts from discovery call, client comes in, we start talking to them. There are a whole bunch of places we can insert little mini moments of wow. And they don't have to cost a lot of money. So I'm the, it's not about how much money you spend. It's about being really specific, unexpected and timely. So I'm going to give you four uh, examples of this, three examples of this. And then I'll tell I'll tell you my story, uh, at the end about my realtor partner. So the first one is one of my podcasts I've done with Lisa Wells and she's a fantastic loan officer. And she was telling me about this all about you form she has. So in the initial intake there, not only do they do the application and all the normal stuff that we ask for, there's also, Hey, tell me a little bit about you, your family, do you have pets? What's your favorite? You know, do you like chocolate? Do you like coffee, tea? What's your favorite candy bar? All these questions. And that's the way that they frame it is, it's like, Hey, you know what? You're took to us. Our clients are not just a mortgage transaction. We want to actually get to know you. And so in that conversation, she finds out what their favorite candy bar is. And when they come into the office, she, she was doing face-to-face meetings when I chat with her and she, they would basically send, they would, they would sit down to talk and so they'd slide the candy bar across the table. Like, Hey, you said you're into Kit Kat, right? Yeah. Here's the Kit Kat. And their minds were blown. Like literally like, oh my gosh, nobody does this. Like it is literally a $2 candy bar. And the reality is that gifting done well with, with intention can make a huge difference. And you're not trying to manipulate people. Uh, I'll talk about my, what my thoughts on 
manipulation at the at the end of this when I finished the tactics. So tactic one is the all-over you front. Tactic two, my buddy Steve Diamant, what he would do is after a discovery call. So this is how you you stop them. Not only is he great at a discovery call, he is, but he told me that the reason he does this is so that once the he's he kind of wraps his arms around that client, he is going to uh, he wants to make sure that he connect connects on a little bit more of a uh, scale. So what he does is after the discovery call, he sends in a handwritten note. Hey, it's great to meet you. Looking forward to working with you. And he has a, he, he actually doesn't do any assistant does it all, by the way. And it's a scratch and win. Hey, here's a scratch and win. I got a lot feeling. This is going to be a lucky one. Looking forward to working together. And he sends it to them. And they're like, oh my gosh, it was like $2, right? This was not an expensive thing, but it was timely. So personalized, the note is personalized. The scratch and win is not personalized. It's unexpected. And it's timeless. We use that as our checklist, personalized, unexpected, timely. It's all three. Now the scratch and win everybody gets, but he can, he can personalize the note. Uh, another one example is from Peter Matheny, who is a top mortgage broker with mortgage architects based out of Ontario. Guy does like four or 500 mortgages a year. And he told me that what he worked really well for him, and this goes back to timely again, is that once a mortgage was approved, he would send cookies with like a little big basket, uh, to the person's office so that they would get this basket of cookies. And, and it's like, I wasn't expecting that mortgage is just approved now. It's not funded. And as you know, when a mortgage is approved, there's a lot that can happen between approval and closing. And there's a lot of frustration. And so he strategically gifts at that moment in order to, to reduce the number of people that he loses, uh, throughout the loan process. And so, um, that, so he sent them this. And then what happens is they get this. Oh my gosh, that's cool. And then now they're sharing cookies in the office or talking about them. And he told me, you know, in a month, he may send out 30 of those and maybe two of them don't close, but he doesn't care. So he's like, you know what? If I pay for two sets of cookies and they don't close, it doesn't matter because the other 28 were absolutely worth it. And so he does it to prevent people from leaving, uh, you know, partways through the process. And then the last one comes again from my buddy, Steve. He's very, he's a very clever guy, Steve. And what he would do at the signing meeting. So this is when the, he's at signing and review the documents and we still need to get an appraisal done or whatever. And he'd give them a bottle of wine and say, uh, Hey, um, this is my favorite bottle of wine and, um, that my wife and I absolutely love. And I thought you'd, you know, this speak for you for your open house, your housewarming. And so again, he's personalizing it by saying, this is my, my wife and I's favorite bottle of wine. It's unexpected and it's timely. It's at that time. And all of these things don't cost, they don't take a lot of money. It takes some planning to make sure that you can execute on them, but they make a huge difference in moving the needle. And it doesn't have to be that you have to spend a ton of money. So. Back to what I said to you, I was going to talk about the, I, this manipul ma manipulating people. Here's what I believe. I believe that if you are a good person with good intentions and you apply strategies like this, knowing that there's a principle of reciprocity, that if I give something, I'm going to, people are going to want to give back to me or are going to feel they're going to obligated to me. I'm going to use every tool ethical in my book, in my book to help you because I'm going to serve you first. And so serving you first sometimes means telling them, no, Hey, I'm not the best mortgage broker for your situation. Go over here, go over there. So I'm not saying use this to manipulate people to work with you that shouldn't. That's bad. Don't do that. If you're that kind of person, stop this podcast, stop listening to it, go listen to something else. I don't even want you as a listener. That's not the kind of people that I'm talking to. I'm talking about if you genuinely care about people and you are, but you want to understand how to move them in a direction that's best for them and you genuinely are going to move in that direction, then it absolutely is, in my opinion, ethical and appropriate for you to do that. Okay. I told you at the beginning, I was going to tell you about my gift that I got my realtor. So I had this uh, realtor friend of mine, he was really into cars and like, especially like the sport, like the, you know, race cars and stuff. And so for him, what I got, there was a, a company in town that allowed you to basically go out and drive some different supercars over the course of a day afternoon. And you'd basically get in one and drive the next and they do this tour. 
And it's not my thing. I, I got into a little bit more for my son, but it wasn't my thing. I got him this thing because I knew he was into cars and he called me after he's like, dude, this is the best thing I've ever been given. I think it was a thousand bucks. Uh, it cost me. And I, I, in that year, I had done over $40,000 in, uh, commission from mortgages that were just that one year alone. I'm like $1,000, $40,000 output. I'm like, that's a dang good return on my money plus also on my relationship. And actually, the very first file we ever did together, I actually declined in which I'll talk about in a future episode. But in any case, uh, hopefully you find that useful. So here's the framework. Make sure that if you're going to do gifting, if you want to make it tactical, make it personalized, make it unexpected, make it timely. And don't, don't, uh, underestimate the power of reciprocity in these things. You will absolutely move the needle, but you've got to have a plan to be able to execute on it. Hope you find that helpful and I will see you on the next show.